OTR, a friendly debate. The show where lawyers debate topics ranging from music, TV, movies, pop culture, to philosophical deep thoughts and everything in between. Our lawyerly debaters will face off in impassioned arguments on entirely subjective topics, and the moderator decides the winner arbitrarily, where the only prize is bragging rights. And maybe if we're feeling generous, a point or two, whatever those are worth. Uh, anyways, our, our aim here is to change the hearts and minds of our listeners, but we're ultimately going to fall short every time. I'm Pat, and I'll be moderating this messy conversation that I guess qualifies as a debate between my two co-hosts, Lando and Moochie. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. All right. I should say hi, guys, not hey, guys. Well, whatever. <laughs> so. Already starting with me. You dragged me. You're already fucking starting dra- with me. You dragged Start me with in 10-degree weather to the studio. <laughs> What topic do you bring before your humble moderator today? Uh, this is kind of on Moochie, so... On me? Yeah, it's mostly on you. Well, Go the, ahead, let it, him know. It's an interesting one. It's a bit of a opposite of what we would normally do. It's what's, which one's worse, uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> Season 8 <laughs> or Star Wars Episode 9. <sighs> two, two pop culture uh, uh, disasters of recent years. Actually, both in 2019, so uh, pretty, pretty recent. Yeah. Oh, and definite spoilers this episode for both, probably. Okay. I... So, <laughs> off the bat, I do not give a shit about either one of these franchises. I have both topics muted on my Twitter, and I have spent no amount of time in my life remotely thinking about them. So your, your, your task, if this is really what you want to do today... <laughs> is to kind of convince me of why I should care enough to be upset or disappointed that that's in your respective, uh, you know, property here. Should we flip a coin? Yeah, let's flip a coin. So we got a pretty heavy nullity coin today, you know, really reflecting the weight of this conversation. Um, so who's going to call it? Uh, I'll call it. Heads. All right, let's see. You fell on the floor. <laughs> it is Tails. So Moochie's pick. Oh, uh, I'll go second, actually. I'll you go sure second. that was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. On my life. What? I'll start off with saying I hate the Star Wars sequels. I hate them with a passion, and much of that hatred is based on hating the House of Mouse. Disney has been a huge detriment to Star Wars to the point where Jon Favreau had to come in and try to save the day. That is not at all what this episode's about. <laughs> Counselor, keep what, on topic. What I'm trying to get at is that the, the Mandalorian Uh-oh. is light years ahead of the Star Wars sequels. And if they came up with a fresh story that had nothing to do with Darth, Darth Vader, then sure. But no. They wanted to keep the original characters while having nothing to do with anything that had to do with the Skywalker saga. So, in terms of the first six being about the rise and fall of Darth Vader, and then the sequels having nothing to do with that, I mean, but wait, so which side am I debating on? <laughs> You're saying that so, Game of Thrones yeah. is worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. The last season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I- I'm digressing then. <laughs> Episode 9 had more lightsaber action than Game of Thrones Season 8. Okay. All right? And they actually had an ending. So, I mean, I guess let's forget about... Well, I guess Star Wars isn't over, so... Yeah, yeah, it's over. So... <laughs> Game of Thrones had, I mean, they had some pretty good seasons where everything was leading up to something. And then it ended with, what, Bran Stark, the most useless Stark, being king or whatever? 
It was unprofessional, I think. <laughs> it was unprofessional bullshit. And this is why no one watches HBO Max. I mean, people stopped talking about Game of Thrones the minute the finale ended. It's this is actually true. <laughs> it's completely true. So that's my opening. Take it or leave it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I knew it was What's coming. The, uh... It still got me. What's the other smoochie what you got? Uh... I forgot about it. All right, go ahead. Wait, what? I so said, what do you have to say uh. to open <laughs> open this? Uh. Well, Lando is right about one thing. The Star Wars sequel trilogy was weak, and I would submit because of the way it ended, completely unnecessary. The Rise of Skywalker, Star Wars Episode Nine, made it abundantly clear that the people in charge of this project had no idea what story they wanted to tell. Game of Thrones, on the other hand, at least knew what story it wanted to tell and how it wanted things to end. It just cut corners and rushed to get there to the point where the story moved so fast as to be pretty much nonsensical. Episode 9 of Star Wars seems aimed at appeasing the fans who were upset The Last Jedi and ends up appeasing nobody with the most misguided attempts at fan service ever. Palpatine is back, sort of, for absolutely no reason at all. It really? decides to. Yeah. <laughs> it did, he's a clone or something, yeah. It's, it's oh my god. He, or something. <laughs> It decides to backtrack the concept of Rey being nobody and maybe trying to accept who she is and her place in the universe to then make her a Palpatine by blood and a, quote, Skywalker because uh, she just decides to be. Uh, and they had to redeem the villain who has been killing off or responsible for killing off our beloved original trilogy heroes. Wait, it's uh, a choice to be a Skywalker? That's why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> She's oh like, I, <laughs> I'm not nobody. I'm a Skywalker, even though I'm... I'm a Palpatine. She's like, she's his, what, granddaughter or something? Something. Something, something like that. But they try to redeem the hero by making him have a romance with Rey, too. It's it's just an utter failure of storytelling. Because... <laughs> because I didn't realize you were actually trying with this one. <laughs> it's just an utter failure of storytelling. Because instead of telling the fan base, hey, you may be upset at The Last Jedi, but trust us, we'll make it all pay off in the end, they instead caved to pressure and backtracked on everything that could have possibly had an interesting payoff. Imagine if Return of the Jedi said, no, no, Vader isn't actually Luke's father, and we're, we're sorry for even make you, making you think that for a second. Just an utterly cowardly capitulation to the vocal minority of irritating Star Wars fans who review Bond The Last Jedi and bullied an Asian cast member until she deleted her social media. Because. I just lose so much respect for you when you cave to those whiny brats. Game of Thrones at least had some integrity. Okay. So, you want me to decide which of these two movies shows, which I've never seen... <laughs> <laughs> is worse. Is is that correct? That's the dispute here? Yeah, maybe we should have done an yeah. SOJ. Okay, yeah, we're gonna uh, go ahead and dismiss this with prejudice. <laughs> You're completely wasting my time. Sorry. Sorry, Pat. <sighs> okay, so uh, what else you got? Come on, we, we, st we still got like a half an uh, hour to fill here. We can talk about Blank. Blank you always want to talk about Blank. Yeah. Which, what do you want to talk about? Well, I guess maybe if Blank is better than Green Day... Yeah. Now we're on. Now you're on to something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Do you care about that topic? I mean, I've I've listened to their music. Okay. Fair enough. Let's go. In right. a similar right. sense, I do not care for either band, but I have a certain amount of familiarity, and uh, so um, it's gonna be like a five minute episode, if not. Yeah. So I, I assume you're you're arguing in favor of your chosen side that presumably one of these bands is better than the other. Yes. In favor. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. You know, there's been. A breach of trust. <laughs> um, Should we flip a coin again, or how does that Just go work? off the last coin toss. All right. Can well, I won that one, uh, okay. so so I'll go first. I would uh, 
I would ask our gracious moderator on this topic, may I waste your time too? And it is a bit of a waste of time to compare Green Day to Blink-182, because Green Day is better in just about every way. Green Day emerged from the late 80s to early 90s Bay Area punk scene with a couple indie records leading into the 90s, including the fabulous 1991 album Kerplunk, before blowing the floodgates wide open with 1994's Dookie. And Dookie is truly one of the great albums of the 90s, and can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with any other big albums of the 90s or any other decade, really. Uh, without that album, though, we'd li likely not have the pop-punk craze of the 90s and 2000s, and Blink would be nowhere as successful as they ended up being. Because I know from our Beatlestone episodes uh, that our opponent is a numbers guy, I'm going to hit you all with a similar, similar more is more argument here. Green Day has sold over 75 million albums compared to Blink's 50 million. Green Day has been nominated for 20 Grammy Awards and has won five of them, and Blink has been nominated for one Grammy, which they did not win. And on acclaimmusic.net, which aggregates top lists and reviews for albums to form a master list of the 300 or 3,000 greatest albums of all time, Dookie is sitting pretty at 320, and American Idiots 444 still in the top 500, and Blink has one album at 1684. When you compare commercial success and critical reception, is truly no contest. Green Day is by far the better, more creative, and more influential band. All right, Lando. Do we have the time to listen to you whine? No. No, we don't, Moochie. We gotta keep this under an hour. And listen, these two bands are great. I listened to both growing up, and they're heavily responsible for wanting to play music, playing bands, playing shows throughout high school and college. I can't even pretend that Green Day is a, a bad band, like I did with the Rolling Stones. But I can honestly say that... <laughs> Just had to get that in there! <laughs> I can honestly say that I, what I liked initially about Green Day has never changed. And it's never changed in the sense that they've been dulling out the very similar sounds that they got away with back when, with American Idiot being their grand opus. I mean, I love that band, I love that album, I love Dookie, sure. But after that, I mean, I couldn't really get through Uno Dos Trey. I mean... Yeah, I've noticed another Wait, either. is that a name of an album? It's <laughs> three different three albums. three different albums, okay? I've never listened to it. They're either. wasted albums. Blink-182, however, has evolved since breaking on the scene as three immature kids that made crude jokes throughout their set list. Their music got more complicated, their lyrics became more meaningful, and lately they've managed to appeal with the youth even as they aged out. I fell in love with Blink-182 with albums such as Enema of the State or Dude Ranch, but Blink kept my love with their newer albums. Furthermore, their dual vocals of Mark and Tom, and then later Mark and Matt, blends together so perfectly, whereas Billy Joel kind of has to carry the day. Billy Billy Joel? Joe. <laughs> sorry if I stumbled there. Because <laughs> that'd be a great episode. Uh, there's, there's more of a collaboration that leads to interesting sounds, lyrics, and music. Whereas a lot of Green Day songs sound very similar due to the fact that Billy Joel is their guy. So then we throw Travis Barker into the mix, and I mean... He's a pretty good drummer, and he adds in an interesting take on how to keep a beat, whereas Trey Cool is, hmm, meh. He's no Ringo. <laughs> so much like the Beatles, Blink-182, regardless of which Blink combination you want, has individuals that could be, and have been, their own musical act. Mark started up Plus 44 with Travis. Tom started up Angels and Airwaves. Travis is had that his... a positive thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Travis had a drumming hip-hop album, 
And then he's been doing stuff with Machine Gun Kelly lately, which I know our moderator likes. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland boy. Green Day may have came first and paved the way, which I absolutely respect. But Blink-182 made that type of music accessible and approachable to a wider audience while relating to their listenership spanning decades and generations. Okay, yeah. So uh, I guess I don't understand why we were doing this topic second, so very, <laughs> clearly it's the better one. But uh, <laughs> all right, go off, guys. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so to give a little structure to this, uh, and you know, some of this stuff was touched on in your openings, um, you know, I guess kind of I want to have you guys give a short statement of what their sort of vibe is. Um, we talked a little bit about progeny and stuff, um, and some direct comparisons of spinoff projects, um, mm -hmm. you know, other artists they've collaborated with since then, um, quality of those, um, changes or over time. Or not. Yeah, I don't know that actually that Green Day has them. Did no. they have a, Fox, is Foxborough Hot Dogs there? Uh... That's them. Right, okay. So they, they're just not them. collaborating, they're, they're just pretending no, 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 to be a different spinoff. band. Um, yeah, I think the Grammy stuff, you already handled me to do that. Uh, but I am kind of interested in, you know, like I said, the statement, maybe what their typical prototypical fan is like. Um, <laughs> in you know, I guess sort of like what their live shows are like. I think it could be a good element uh, to talk about. So anyways, from the top, you know, tell me about their vibe. You know, what uh, general, is, is there a thesis or a <laughs> sort of overarching uh, theme? I mean, see? if you talk about a vibe of like, you know, mid-90s, just like, kind of pretty chill like pop punk music the whole dookie album is pretty pretty great vibe for that like just the it's a great summer album when i come around i think is i mean later the song that i picked is my favorite you know green day song and that just sounds like a cozy 90s blanket really of just like summer and it's you know in the bay area <laughs> you want a cozy blanket in the summer yeah i was gonna <laughs> say cozy 90s blanket in the summer i do <laughs> No, so I, I would say that Blink is just a more fun type of atmosphere. They're taking, I mean, they, they're not really taking themselves serious. You know, they're playing right. this pop punk music, but they know that they're not, they're not punk. Mm -hmm. They're not pretending to be hardcore punk. They're, you know, they're pop punk. They're, uh, that's a, they're uh, lively. Green Day is trying to be punk. The lack but, of seriousness is a bit of an issue that I, I do have with them. In you terms of comparing more, them to Green Day. You want them to be more professional? <laughs> you want bit. them to wear a red tie? I mean, if they're not taking this... <laughs> yeah, can I just yeah. jump in here real quick? <laughs> so that, I mean, that's, that's a, the, the casualness of series of it is a big thing. I, mean, I always associated like Blink-182 with dude bros, because all the bros I know fucking love them. <laughs> it, you know, in my life, my, the biggest uh, fan that I know is one of the only people uh, that wa regularly walks around without a shirt on. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can get away with it because he has abs and stuff, but <laughs> that's, in my mind, that's sort of uh, the vibe that the kind Blink of resonates with. Yeah, so uh, Blink with at least so puts so on Cal, the veneer. SoCal vibes. Yeah, I mean, that's what, you know. they're both of the SoCal vibes then. Yeah. So, I mean, if those are both SoCal vibes, I mean, I think very represents two different pieces of it. Uh, I don't think Blink... Uh, you know, where's eyeliner or whatever the hell's going on in the Green Day music videos. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really a really good uh, distinction there. And, you know, let someone who likes to be a fan kind of pick between the two. Um, when I say it's like SoCal, I mean like, you know, they're influenced by local bands. They reference mm -hmm. local bands in their songs. You know, I think they were all like skater boys, you know, they're all... <laughs> going see to, you later, boys. You know, they're going to skate parks and they're doing the SoCal vibe. I mean, that's... 
Is Angels and Airwaves a SoCal vibe? No, that's a, that's that's a different. Really <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that, that vibe is. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was around. You know, I watched MTV and all that stuff back mm -hmm. then, but uh, it never really hooked me. Like I said, mm -hmm. neither did Blink-182. And I think it just, uh, at the time, like, they were, Blink, I think Green Day was just, like, so popular and just yes. consumed everything. And, and, like, nothing will ruin a band for more than having to listen to them all the fucking time. Which they is why I think I might have given Blink-182 a chance when I was younger, but... Uh, you know, through college again, you know, my good friend who, who walks around without a shirt on, uh, just would always play it at every fucking party. What's and his so... name? Oh, it's Rob. Damn you, Ooh. Rob. Oh, we love You're costing Rob. me points here. Yeah. <laughs> just had a second kid. Great guy. I'll, if I happen to hear, like, American Idiot, like, all the fucking time, I'm like, yeah. this is not a good song. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. <laughs> there are good songs on that album. Yeah, I mean those, yeah. you know, American Idiot Some and Boulevard are overplayed, they're very overplayed, yeah. very very overplayed. But now, but I think you revisit it. Even though, even now, I think yeah. they're still. It's just I kind of get what you're saying, Pat. That they're just they were so overplayed, and there's other songs on that album that were just really good songs. Yeah. That, well, let's let's dig into that. I mean, you know, do you guys want to talk about what your favorite songs are by each one, or you know, what you what you put forth as their best song? better than the other band. Well, I did mention my warm 90s blanket uh, song, but... Aside, That's a song? Aside, no. Aside from that one, does Blink have a nine-minute mini rock opera inspired by The Who? No, they don't. Green Day actually has two. And one is a... Redundant. Well, they're both actually really good songs. I know you I know you think that. You're asking, does, Green, does Blink... Jesus of Suburbia. Does is Blink a have... A free bird? <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. But but, but Green Day does. Gotcha. <laughs> Ooh. But Green Day has a nine, two nine-minute multi-part rock opera songs. American Idiot and the album that follows it also are you know rock operas. But I don't see like that what? kind of experimentation with uh, Blink. You know, a a kind of complex arrangement with multiple different songs in one, like like Green Day does. So I think maybe their best song might be Jesus of Suburbia. I would agree with that. But that was in 2005. So, like... In your position, then, Lando, is that it's the way that Blink has evolved in your mind that is yeah, because, superior. Yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of like a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of thing. You know, like, like that was yeah, in height. Like, vibes. you know, Jesus of Suburbia, great song. And, yeah, it's, a like I said in my uh, opening, it's, it's their masterpiece. And then they kind of fell off, and they played... They have these albums that were just not as good, and a lot of them, I mean, you said that you hadn't heard those albums, right, Mucci? I haven't heard Uno Dos Trey. I think I heard Revolution Radio. I didn't hear the one that came out, like, last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. But but do you like, I mean, now I'm talking to Orlando, do you, <laughs> Thank you. Do you like the two new uh, Blink albums? Yes, yes. You do? I, I do. I thought you didn't. No, 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 I do. Okay. I didn't, so... At first, I struggled with Tom DeLonge leaving the band, mm -hmm. and then Matt Skiba coming in. But he's your alien guy now, so you're... <laughs> but, he inspired uh, you to get into aliens, as you yeah. said that episode. <laughs> <laughs> to get into aliens by talking about them on a podcast. I'm pretty sure that's an exact him. quote. I mean, I, I think so, uh, yeah. if we just want to layer in that exact clip uh, from the other show here... <laughs> You didn't inspire me to get into aliens, whatever that means. 
So yeah, they've certainly done other stuff, but I mean, are you really going to sit here and defend and say that Angels and Airwaves was like a good progression of them? I, I, you know, their first couple of albums, I loved Angels and Airwaves. I thought it was a great addition to Tom DeLonge's music. Yeah, at the time I liked Shopping in American Eagle, but it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) I wish you could relate, being about the same No, so I think that, you know, over time, Blink has gone from having, you know, the original members, Mark, Tom, and Scott, I think his name, right, Scott? Was it Scott? I don't remember the original drummer. I think it was Scott, his original drummer, who was just doing straight punk beats the entire time. It was for the first album, I I think Travis came, like, the second album or third or whatever. But... like your favorite band of all time, you don't know? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so there's tra- a precedent for being really unprepared to talk about yeah. music, so, <laughs> so Travis let it came, slide. <laughs> Travis came, and then, so their music evolved a little bit more with mm-hmm. Travis coming in, and he's doing all these, like, crazy things on the drums that are just adding so much value to their music. Then they blow up. Um, and then in high school, around, uh, when I went to high school, you guys are a little bit younger, but around the same time that American Idiot came out, uh, this Blink self-titled album came out, I think mm-hmm. maybe a year before, maybe I think a, a year or two before, yeah. And it was it was just amazing. It was like way different than stuff that they had done. It was more serious. They like they got more complex with their music and their lyrics. And so, is that your favorite album then? I no, though. That's I, what I'm getting at is what I thought was my favorite song, uh, "Down," mm-hmm. like hitting hard with the guitar in the intro, and then like a solid drum beat coming in, and then Mark and Tom. Uh, you know, blending together their, vo- their vocals, Tom singing the majority of the song, and then Mark just basically singing down <laughs> throughout. <laughs> but that was my favorite song for the longest time. But they broke up. Then they got back together after Travis had his plane crash or whatever. Uh, yeah, again, I'm an idiot, so you me a little less going bad. Like we're talking about angels and airwaves shitting the bed. No, 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 no. Blink broke up. There was a... Travis was like involved in a plane crash. Oh, and really? I thought you were just being no, metaphorical. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they broke up for like twenty years or ten years or something like that, right? And then Travis has a plane. Cr- he, he's in a plane that crashes. It's like a private jet or some shit. Crashes. They all get together to like wish him well while he's recovering, and then they get back together. And that's when they came together for Neighborhoods, which was a comeback album. And then after that, they kind of separated again. <laughs> but like everything after, even with Mark's, uh, Matt Skibos, I thought it was pretty good. So what was your next favorite song then after Down? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> so it used to be my, my favorite song, and then all the other <laughs> stuff, and then, oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, have a couple, I have a couple listed here. I just didn't want you're, to. You're rambling. I didn't want, you're I didn't, rambling. I didn't want to ramble. That's what I was trying to get away from. After Midnight from Neighborhoods was a, a really good song. It's a, it starts off as a simple drum beat, just strong, simple drum beat. A guitar, like a clean guitar riff comes in, and it's just kind of like a chill, like, bob your head, listen to this good song. All right, so let's take a real quick break so we can actually listen to that in the studio, and then we'll hop back in. (laughs) Tell me what you think. Yeah. I'm I'm serious, actually. Yeah. All right, thanks for that. Got a little bit uh, better taste. You know, the uh, whole point of 
this is to try and convince me that uh, you know I should give I guess give one of these bands a, a closer listen. So and just for the record, I would like to introduce that as people's. I mean, people's blinks <laughs> exhibit <laughs> number one. Blink is You're off people. duty. You don't have to <laughs> just speak like that. Are there any uh, objections? I would just object because, uh, well, I would like to have you hear one of my songs. Uh, like, is that that's not a proper objection? So yeah, <laughs> we're not in court. So uh, denied. But yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> Fuji, uh, what song are you gonna play for me? Um, well, you know uh, when I come around. So why don't we listen to a little bit of Jesus of Suburbia? Not the whole thing, but God. some of it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Back in a little bit. Okay. All right, and we're back. Uh, so thanks, Muji, for playing that. You had a little uh, plus minus. I didn't. I know I didn't do this for Lando, but uh, I like that they actually used some sense of metaphor, and then instead of just describing exactly somewhat literally uh, what happens, um, but also, oh my God, that piano is so far out of place. It does not belong at all. It just, you know, reduces it to the level of some Ben Folds Five bullshit. Um, <laughs> So, okay, you know, I kind of I see what you're getting at in Lando, you know, with what you played. I kind of get how you're talking about how Blink evolved uh, from some of their first albums. So. And I'm not trying to compare. I didn't know that we were going to play Jesus of Suburbia right <laughs> after. I, I'm not trying to compare. Well, you already admitted that they don't have, you know, uh, a God, whole rock opera. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's true. But still, in terms of, like, comparing one song to another... I don't know if After Midnight would have been the song that I would have compared to that one. But, I mean, you, you get what I'm talking about, that they're not, you know, giving After off... After Midnight, di- didn't that song come out, like, 50 years ago? Yeah, like maybe After 10. After Midnight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Who sings that song? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah. It's not by Blink, though. <laughs> Maybe it's a cover. I don't know. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers covered, uh, you know. Stevie Wonder? Higher Ground. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's bring this episode, back to the stage. center. We're not trying to make this an hour and a half. Um, so, okay, you guys talked about your favorite best songs, how they progressed over albums. Um, I'm not going to waste any time talking about Grammys. Uh but yeah, so um, have either of you, both of you, seen your favorite or the other band on tour? I've only seen uh, Blink, actually, at Riot Fest. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> what does that say about his position? Well, I think we're all music lovers here. <laughs> and so. he he's the music lover. He, he won't even see Green Day in concert. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't yet. I know they played at, the, um, at uh, Wrigley Field a I, few years ago. Yeah, but. I saw them at Wrigley. You, you saw it? Yeah, oh, was, so you've yeah. seen both. What's yeah. that say about you? I already said that I love both bands. bands. <laughs> okay. Mucci doesn't love he, Green Day enough to watch them. in the Beatles versus Rolling Stones episode. <laughs> he loves both bands. I love both bands. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, let's just talk about Blink then. Uh, Lando, when, when did you see Blink? Where did you see Blink? Uh, I've seen them. I've seen them with Tom, and then I've seen them with Matt Skiba as well. Uh, Wait, so I've seen friends them twice. I've seen I've seen Blink twice and I've never seen Green Day. Ooh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> Two different uh, festivals actually, oh. Lala and uh, 
And Riot Fest, right? I've... Yeah. So you're talking about Tom DeLonge. I thought you were just saying, like, oh, yeah, me and my buddy Tom went to saw Blink. <laughs> so without Tom, with, it, with Tom. I've, I've gotten a couple things signed by Tom DeLonge. My brother had his guitar signed by Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves. He had no idea who they were when we went. And I was, like, starstruck. And I didn't say a damn thing to him because I was, like, literally starstruck. This was, like... I don't know, this was, I was, might have been in high school, maybe in like freshman year of college or something. I was like starstruck. My brother didn't care about him whatsoever. So he had a full-on conversation with Tom, and I was like immediately jealous afterwards. Cause... Yeah, I can really relate to that. Uh, Shannon got uh, a picture and a photo signed with uh, Flint Flossie, one of our favorite <laughs> artists. And uh, yeah, at the time I didn't really know, but you Turquoise. know, she was definitely starstruck. Uh, but that's for another episode. Do you actually, speaking of Star Trek, do you remember when we saw that one movie? We saw 2001 A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. and we walked by Adam Scott because he was. <laughs> we like had to like push him out of the way. <laughs> Wait, I was what? like, man, should I go and should I go talk to? Should I? Because he was like, there was a line forming to take pictures. Yeah, with Adam there was Scott. like 20 people waiting, and we're like, <laughs> we uh, right you're kind him. of in front of our theater for <laughs> yeah, the it was in front midnight of showing of 2001. I was like, I want to kind of like say hi or something, but I don't want to. Uh... Yeah, so like literally, I had to like cut in front of him. You clammed up. Yeah, I clammed up. Like, clammed oh up. no. Hashtag, Moochie Mr. Clam. <laughs> the clam. Yeah. Uh, Coming back to one did you guys... three, the clam. <laughs> WCLM. <laughs> so did you guys actually meet him or what? What, what happened? No, we didn't. We, we saw him. Right, we, saw... we were in the space. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Also, I really wanted to see two thousand one. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite movies. Okay. Man. All right. Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. In terms of art, I don't think either one of these bands really comes to the scale of ambition that 2001 <laughs> is, but, you know, relative to one another, I think we can still appreciate these bands. So, um... They're not the Stanley Kubrick of, uh, of music. Yeah. I actually, it looks like... Not right now, but I would like to hear that argument that argue, who's, who's the Stanley Kubrick of music? Yeah. <laughs> we'll dock it. Um, <laughs> like Bob Dylan or something? We'll dock it. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll um, right. So, <laughs> something's going on over here. I I am completely Commission. out of it. I have no idea what's going on. It's a so, Lena, you're the one that's seen Green Day. Yeah, I've seen Green Day. There, it, it was a fun it was show. Like a Warped Tour thing? Or? No, no, it was just them. They played with uh, shit. Who did they? Oh, someone opened the for them. Game? Yeah, it was in uh, Wrigley Field. Um, I, that you I can't that. remember who. Who opened for him? You went. The, you went like in 2017, whatever it was. Like yeah, it's. Uh, I forgot that you so, went. So yeah, so it just it was like a spur of the moment thing too. So my brother, uh, one of my brother's buddies had tickets, and I guess whoever else was going to go with him bailed, and then he invited my brother, and they both invited me, mm-hmm. and so we went. And it was awesome. It was a great show. They were fun, but I feel like the difference between a Blink and a Green Day show. If we want to compare, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Muchi, you can't speak to that, but I can. <laughs> it's just Green Day. I think they just well, they feel take... ready to object if you think Lando's <laughs> out of line. No, here. he he knows. He knows I'm right on this. Green Day just feels so much like bigger because they know that they're bigger. They're a bigger band. They've been around longer, and I feel like they just put this okay. so massively produced in their favor. I no, I think yeah. it's the opposite. Bigger band? It's the opposite because I know our moderator made this exact same... More is more, he said. No. Uh, he, he said he made this more. exact same argument <laughs> during the Beatles and Rolling Stones. The authenticity. All right. When Green Day performs, 
when I saw them and everything I've seen after American Idiot, it's very overly like produced and it's just a whole production and every step he takes is like and every movie makes it's all planned it's you know yeah, it's, it's like people, it's a lot of people watching them you know it's like girls going to the airport like who you know paid actors they're paid to be there <laughs> I don't know so uh, both bands have been on the Warps tour and so I just did a quick little dip into right. the history there I, when was the last time Green Day went to the Warp tour well at least forgotten their roots. 2016 <laughs> they were uh, one of the headliners and uh, they lit their stage on fire Oh. And kept playing while the stage was burning down. So I mean, 2016. Yeah, Warp Tour. Didn't we go to Warp Tour 2016? I've never been to Warp Tour. I think my brother actually might have been there. You've been my to Warp older Tour. brother. No, I've never been to Warp Tour. You never been to Warp Tour? No. Oh, oh, you know what? It's Ride Fest. It's yeah. Ride Fest that we consistently go to. That's what yes, it is. yes, yes. Oh, I for, yeah, I forgot about Warp Tour actually. My new place is within walking distance of Riot Fest, so we got a little. Oh, base. yeah, we got to do that. Have you gone? Yeah. They're all the same. Whatever. <laughs> Just the different places, different uh, bands. This is my fucking yeah. mind. The last anyway, time I went to Warped Tour, the last time I went to Warped okay. Tour, I Just, saw Angels and Airways. Actually, I was like front row for them. That was oh, a good I'm show. Glad you're a also for punishment. Also, Tom DeLonge's guitar, uh, his Gibson guitar. It's just like an amazing design. I don't know if you guys have seen this guitar. He's got like different variations of it, but it's a, it's kind of. It looks like the guitar I have right here. It's um, this boy. This is the cheaper version. Obviously, this is Epiphone version. He's got a Gibson that's uh, all brown. Don't try to play it. Right so I can now. just do a little. <laughs> Don't try to play it right now. <laughs> uh, it's it's a brown uh, Gibson that's got like a racing stripe down the middle, and he's got different variations of it. It's just a really cool guitar. What's uh, so that kind of speaks, I guess, to the stage presence, you know, with the what they put on. I mean. Mucci, other than the red tie, uh, what's Green Day, you know, what's their style, visual style like that? He's uh, never seen them. I've never seen them, yeah, I've never seen them. <laughs> you, you, have you never, you've never seen a picture, you didn't do any never kind of Googling <laughs> prior well, to... I do feel like that, that American Idiot style was the very, like, um, like suits and the and the, and the the red ties. It was, like, Trey Cole wearing, like, a suit with, like, suit shorts, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, and like the, just, the eyeliner, so cool. but it was like kind of like a little Oliver Twist look. And, yeah, that was kind of a, the, the, they're from the I, Bay Area. Why are they doing this whole you know British schoolboy rebellious <laughs> shit? Yeah, it's like ACDC. It's, it's I mean your it's, favorite band. To not give away the judgment, but I do feel like Blink. <laughs> they are who they are, and I don't think they pretend to be anything different. Like you can believe that, like okay, they're just a bunch of fucking dudes uh, <laughs> from South. But I mean, to the Green Day's credit, like they put up the rock opera. They like, aspire to make something. Um, yes. And so that's why there's the image. That's why you know, they split the time to put the metaphor together and try and construct something uh, on Jesus' suburbia. But it, I right. think they're very different in that respect. Like, Yes. I kind of yeah. think Blink is just kind of like playing what comes to mind. <laughs> you know, I, I Blink track, you know, lay it down in the studio in 30 minutes. I feel like Jesus' suburbia might take in a little bit. A little bit longer uh, to plan out. Yeah. Well, I, I would also say that I mean longer, but there's also way more people involved. You know, are there's there? huh? Are there? In, Do you have a quote on that? It, no, I know. I no. So there's they have an extra. Um, what's his name? Something white. Um, mm. You know who I'm talking about? Sean For, White. <laughs> yeah, Sean White's on that <laughs> album. <laughs> Jack White. Uh, no, I, I could be completely wrong. There's another guitarist that they never name. Pretty okay. much, which kind of sucks for him, um, <laughs> but he's from from that album on. 
he's their second guitarist. There's also a lot more vocals. They have horns um, that also play. They have keyboard. There's so many more people that are involved in that album, which is great. It's just that it's not... I'm a sucker for production. It's that's it, why Sufjan. There's there's so much that <laughs> goes on with that, and it's and you know they they do a performance that's perfectly rehearsed and it's a it's a play of sorts, and I mean, yeah, like you said, it's Blink it's is just story. those all dudes tied together. Yeah, yeah. and I think that that's more authentic. And by authentic, I mean that they kept the edge. <laughs> now, I think. It's pretty. You didn't. You didn't say it, but I think definitely. Blink one eighty two fucks. Blink has more. That's gotta be. You know, Mucci. I don't think if you can come against that at all. I think that's kind of an inarguable point. <laughs> Something you've got to concede. Sure. Um, <laughs> Travis Barker is dating one of the Kardashians right now. It's true. So I mean, yeah, I don't know who guess. Trey Cool has, but. <laughs> We should look at who is Trey. Are they like married? Uh, I know whatever. Billy Joe's been married forever. Like yeah. since like he 94 or something. Does he fuck? He has, he has a couple kids. Yeah, so he must have. Yeah, I guess there's proof. <laughs> there's proof that he has. Yeah. Um, but, but does Blink really have more? Like, is he just like taking off edge his red tie? Is he just taking off his red tie backstage? <laughs> like a long day in the office. Dong. <laughs> <laughs> um. I yeah. don't know. I have not seen that. I've never seen him live. I've never been backstage. Yeah, well, you know, this isn't, uh, London, you yeah. know, in the case of two versions of the same source material, uh, mm. like Beatles v. Stones. And I, mm. You know, I think this all kind of falls out from your first statements about their vibes of the more casual nature of Blink versus the studied, you know, kind of nature of uh, Green Day. Sure. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're strictly casual, because, I mean, through the years... They started off as, I mean, they weren't even, you know, their live shows from what I, because I, I was obsessed with Blink and somewhat less so now, but I would watch YouTube videos like crazy of their performances and stuff, and they sucked live when they were first starting off. Blink just was like, they were messing everything up, they were drunk on stage and just casual. Not, not yeah, I mean, super casual. I mean, who doesn't like to get drunk at a formal event, but. but... <laughs> Yeah. But they, 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 yeah. I, yeah, they, they were. <laughs> give that to them. They were they the, what the they were. They, <laughs> <laughs> they had a great time playing their shows. They made jokes. They were, at that time, Mark and Tom were best of friends, and you know that chemistry was like clear on stage. They're having a great time, and now over the years, they, even when Tom was with them, they just got better at their instruments because they realized that this was their job. <laughs> They got better at their instruments. They got more creative. The, everything started becoming more produced and like better and appealed to a wider audience. I mean, they as casual as they so kept they sold it before, out. Well, <laughs> I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid you were. Gonna, <laughs> I was afraid that's how you were gonna take it. I mean, you, you walk up to it. They no, they got better at their instruments and they became better musicians. Yeah, that, that's fair. So having had all that. Should we move to closing? Yeah. Unless you have any other questions. Do, do both sides rest? Yeah. I do. Right. With my exhibit entered into evidence, yes. I don't think Mushi entered his into oh, evidence. So you just have way more trial experience than Objection. I do. I didn't even know to do that. So we'll what? toss that out. Oh. Who goes first? Yeah, I've never stepped foot in court like a day in my life. I'll, so, uh, I'll, how does I'll let this you work? go first. Okay, let me go first. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll save for a rebuttal. 
<laughs> I guess instead of uh, going into the uh, who has won more Grammys and who has been more, more critically acclaimed like I did before, I will go into more of the, uh, you know, musicianship, and at least in terms of creativity and experimentation. And as our moderator alluded to, there is a bit more experimentation and, and more production and more that goes into a lot of, or some of the um, more modern Green Day albums, you know, in particular, American Idiot, right? I mean, there's... How is that more modern? It's well, 2005. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, strike that on the record. We're talking about a progression, though. I mean, compared to... I will completely early... wipe that from my mind that you said it. You can kind of, like, pr pretend that they stopped after that album. Just like you can I mean, kind of... Modernity no, died when they dropped the a that... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? The the modern age died when the atomic bomb was dropped, so I don't know what you're talking about 2005 being modern. <laughs> All right. Uh, in any event... Sorry, I'm so, still stuck in the free will determinism philosophy. The emblematic uh, Green, Day albums that, or Green Day songs that I've mentioned do, I think, have more experimentation and more creativity to them than a lot of maybe the Blink uh, albums and songs that Orlando mentioned. So like contemporary... Contemporaneously, yeah. If you compare, if you were to compare uh, Blink's self-titled to Green Day's American Idiot, you know which album has this these multi-part songs and this rock opera form that uh, I don't know, know many other real punk bands that. Well, I guess there are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any other pop punk. Is this actually your closing, or are you just spitballing here? I'm spitballing. I did not prepare a closing. All right. So you want to sum that up in one sentence here? Carry it so <laughs> completely contradicts himself. <laughs> Green Day's won more Grammys, they're more critically acclaimed. There's more there's more care and attention that goes into their music than than Blink. Okay. <laughs> says he won't talk about their Grammys. <laughs> and talking about their Grammys. <laughs> Alright, Landa, take a big breath and please tell me you had something prepared to uh, no. Sum up everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spitball. I mean, this entire episode has been off the cuff, right? Because of course, yeah, we did, we did, everyone we was we were prepared. Talk about Star Wars. Uh, this is something we weren't prepared for, so <clears throat> it's just I <laughs> literally crying. Mucci <laughs> makes the point, then contradicts himself and says, "Well, actually, I don't know if that's right." <laughs> we really have top minds here in the studio uh, today. I guess what I'll say in closing is that. Blink evolved as a band, you know, they went through their immature phase of these kids from so Southern California, you know. Just young, dumb, full of cum. I mean, your words, not mine, but <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. So they they had fun on stage. They did what they liked to do. They were who they were. They didn't try to be anything else. They played music that they liked. They called out bands that they liked in their songs. And as time went on, they got better. They, you know, lyrically, their their songs were more complex. Their music became better with different structures and styles and something that Green Day didn't really do, considering that, yeah, American Idiot was a great album, but then they revert back to everything that they did before. And a lot of their albums sound like the same thing. Um, we didn't touch on it, throughout this whole thing, but we all know that Green Day pretty much just knows three chords, right? Like, <laughs> you guys all know that every song that they have is a three chord structure, 
with the exception of American Idiot, but I've already mentioned that there was like 20 people that worked on that musically, and then like 50 other people that worked on it for arranging everything. Does so, Blink have more chords? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. Can we, can we fact check that? Let's I think it. we might need to get a Let's subject matter expert in here. I could probably pick up the guitar and play something for Green Day off the, off the top of my head. <laughs> anyway, so Blink is just more authentic. They are who they are. They don't try to be something that's tough or punk or serious. They don't take themselves too seriously. They have fun on stage. They relate to the youth. Even now that they're like 40-something, they come out with... Uh, their uh, latest album, so Nine. It's kind of predatory. No. <laughs> they feed they come, on the they, youth. <laughs> they come out they with... Crave. Um, their latest album, Nine, is like... I mean, it was playing all over the place. And, okay, I'm not going to quote it, and I don't know where it's from, but I know I read at the time when Nine came out, there was an article or two that I read that was basically saying that, you know, this is like a new song for the new generation of these teens with angst so i think that says a lot about blink's ability to relate to the kids of today that are skater punks and you know community is blink a better band than green day i don't know i don't know (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm ready to make make my judgment um so like i said you know moochie i I really appreciate kind of digging into Things other than American Idiot, because, like, yeah. that song just completely turned me off to anything okay. Blink, anything Green Day. I'm gonna call it Blink Day at least. <laughs> Blink. If I haven't already. Um, Green Day too. Yeah. Oh my God. I just I prior to that, that song. Really I, I appreciate you know. Tell me a little bit more about that. In the same way, like Lano, I haven't listened to like a single thing outside of the first two albums because that's what Rob likes. You know, that's all he plays at like three in the fucking morning. Uh, once we're after, once the, the party's done. Moochie. Moochie was very confused when you said Rob. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking of the first two albums. What were the first two Blink? I don't know. Albums? Whatever the fucking early Blink is. It's Blink a, Fest. Like it's Animal literally from like one to three in the morning. Oh. That's like at, album five or something. Well, I think he had mentioned that earlier, so I thought maybe mm-hmm. that's the one he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Whichever. Animal of the State? But, Maybe uh,. Anyway, you know, I, I think both of you really offered some insight into what's beyond, you know, what's the story beyond just, like, me having listened to the radio or been subjected to it involuntarily mm-hmm. at a party. Um, so, for me, what it comes down to, I think, is is the progress and the development uh, shown. And I sent, I think the sense of maturity gained. And so after this episode, I am actually going to go out and try and listen to some of the more Blink stuff. I think that uh, that's actually something I could potentially enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't have the fondest feelings for Green Day to begin with. And while I can start to appreciate uh, you know, some of the work that went into those original albums, I'm not sure I'd really enjoy digging back in and have to just... That, that cognitive dissonance to like, get that completely bad taste out of my mouth <laughs> and, and be able to give it a fair shot. I'm not sure I'm up to it. So, in uh, a surprise, because Lando thinks I hate him, I actually am going to today, give you... Today. I thought I sensed a little bit of hard feelings today. I, I feel like when we... 
came in here. Oh my was... god, don't be a bad loser. Don't be a sore loser. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought I'm I was going to win this. I'm giving you the point. Okay. <laughs> this is like when I was giving him the point in the Beatles one. He just was talking about the movie yesterday for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I cannot... In it's any content. sense, uh, it's all content. Yeah, it's all content. you know. So I'm giving I'm giving Lando a point here. Thank you. The victory, uh, Mucci. I cannot by any means ignore the sort of way you unfolded Green Day, and so I'm going to award you one tenth of a point. Okay, thank you. It's For way better. Closing, right? That's yeah. way better than the what was it one one hundredth of a point that I got the, the other time. The, uh, He's still relitigating the fucking <laughs> ghost gonna, versus alien. You know, he's going to repeal. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we're waiting. All right, well, thank you both so much. You know, I appreciate this and devolve into name-calling. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we really come up to that line in a lot of the other, other episodes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great. This one's in the box. Uh, the next episode, correct me if I'm wrong, is going to be an argument of uh, PlayStation versus Xbox. Yeah, Another correct. very contentious topic. You know, I think a lot of people are divided. And um, if I'm looking at my notes correctly, we actually have... A special guest, a special guest host coming in, um, dear friend and friend of the pod, Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. So be, uh, yeah, really something on Xbox's side, I believe. Yeah, all he does is play Destiny. Yeah, so it'll just be a you know a nice treat to have uh, a fresh voice in here, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. So, anyways, until next time, this has been OTR, a friendly debate. See ya. See ya.